This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Is there anything else you would like to spring on me right before? Oh, hey, did you, what do you think of our new intro music? <laughs> uh, I love our new intro music. I'm so thankful that you finally got it up. Really pull it together there, Audrey. That was really like the most backhanded I know, you I'm sorry. No, no, thank you. you. Thank you so that. much for mixing it. Thanks for getting your shit together and doing your job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Audrey. We're really proud of you and everything that you do for the podcast. I think it whips. I think it's fine. I'm still going to probably mess with it a little bit. Nobody said anything about it in the past week. And I can't tell if that's good or bad. You know, like I, I don't know if no feedback is better than negative feedback or what. Anyway, hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm freaking chilling. I got two beverages. It is Saturday night. I have nothing to do other than this. It's almost like we're hanging yes, out. Baby. Just, just like we're pals. Also, I'm Christina. Oh, I'm Audrey. And I'm hanging out with my pal, Christina. <gasps> oh my god, are it's we friends? It's Saturday night. It's almost like we're best friends. That's so nice. Are you doing anything tonight? Uh, No, man. I'm doing this. I'm this counts packing. as like social. This is a social thing. No, this is fine. I was running around all day, so it's all good. You're going to a game tomorrow, right? That's right. I am going to see the your Washington Capitals play the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow. Your Chicago Blackhawks. My Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know. I I feel we actually we got a text about this, so I'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, tickets are very cheap since the Hawks are doing quite badly. What did they lose their first three games? They sure did. They sure cool. did. Yeah, we love that. Even with Leonard in that. But hey, I got two tickets for like ninety dollars. Thanks really to someone great. else's fucking SeatGeek code. Where's our SeatGeek code? At SeatGeek, sponsor the bunnies. Thank you. Um, I went to two hockey games this week. Can you call like down? a real pervert? <laughs> Which ones did you see? Well, my friend got free. She gets really good like corporate tickets sometimes so i sat like three rows from the glass to watch the caps i know not a big deal this is why i think uh corporations should not exist because why do they get all the good seats no i know to give out to little losers right it's not even fun to like sit down there when it's all people like taking their clients out i bet they don't even know what icing is yeah can't relate don't know what that's like i went and saw the caps play the abs and I do we have to talk about that? I don't think we do. Who won? <laughs> um, not the Caps. <laughs> I'll tell you. How that bad much. did they not win? 
Well, the Avs scored, I can't remember if they scored three or four goals in the first period. (laughs) (laughs) Which, it honestly rocked. Like, I was having a great time. You know, and most of our listeners know, that I love both those teams. I really adore the Avs. So it was really fun to see them play, like, up close. And it was Andre Burakovsky's first game back in D.C. since he got traded. So that was really nice. And then later in the week, I saw them play the Maple Leafs. Whoa. Which was also really fun. Because they won. Well, they won. And also, <laughs> I got to see all our all our favorite and least favorite boys. Oh, we love our infamous boys. I will say that I love watching games when I like both the teams. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's just nice no matter what happens. Right. I just hope everybody's out there having fun. <laughs> and then through that, I think I understand polyamory now. Because it's like, oh, my love can just grow. I don't have it's to infinite. pick one or the other. You don't have to limit yourself. Live without limits. That's right. Uh, just kidding. Puck Bunnies' uh, podcast does not endorse polyamory. We don't do that here. I would only endorse polyamory if it was you and me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Of oh course. my god. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I. Yeah. I feel like I would be really good in a polyamorous situation because I don't. I'm not really possessive about people that I date, and also I don't want to spend a lot of time with them. So you would be like the work wife, and I would be like the wife. The wife wife. The wife wife. (laughs) The life wife. (laughs) Anyway, if anyone's interested in taking us up on this, please let us know. We do have income requirements. (laughs) Absolutely. uh, No trade clauses. (laughs) Imagine if you could trade. I guess that's kind of what like the whole getting divorced and getting remarried thing is. But if you can trade. Like the TV show Wife Swap? Yeah. Have I ever told you my wife swap story? No, you haven't. Please do. So when the TV show Wife Swap came out in like the mid aughts, like my Mm -hmm. entire family loved it, obviously, because we're all like hogs who want to roll around in that reality TV trash. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I got it into my head. I was uh, in seventh grade at the time um, that I wanted my family to go on Wife Swap. On Wife Swap. So on our family, like HP Pavilion ancient desktop, I fill out the whole application and I'm like really smart about it. I'm like, okay, I know they want really intense personalities. So I like, (laughs) so jacked up all my mom's stats so that she just (laughs) sounded like the most Virgo Virgo that's ever existed. Like I just really played up that she's really high strung and like a perfectionist. Helicopter mom. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, of course, like a producer's going to see this and then they're going to like switch her with like some hippy dippy family and it's going to be great television. Um, So I submitted it and I like forged her signature and stuff and... Like, a couple weeks later, I, like, hadn't thought about it because I was in seventh grade and I had a lot of things on my mind. Uh, (laughs) My dad, my dad calls me at school and he was like, I need to talk to you, Christy. I got a call from one of the producers of Wife Swap (laughs) asking if we want to, like, be interviewed to go on the show. How the fuck did they get my personal cell phone number? Um, Anyway, so because I submitted my family to Wife Swap, I was grounded from the computer for a month. <laughs> anyway, that's my wife swap story. <laughs> but like, think about how good that would have been. My life could have been totally different if I had just been on the TV show Wife Swap in 2005. Well, speaking of legacies, do we want to talk about teams that are not going to leave a good one behind? What a segue! Wow, thank you. I did go to a liberal arts college, so... Just have a way with words. I, I would say that couple of our favorite teams are, are not having a good one. I would honestly say that these aren't even two of our favorite teams. No, no. They're just kind of somewhere in the mediocre to bottoming middle. Well, 
I mean, so for one of them, so I mean, the teams that we're talking about right now are the dog shit teams of the NHL, the real, <laughs> the real losers. Yeah, this is our, this is a new segment that we're gonna try out, and it is called Misery Business. <laughs> Our three winners are the uh, New Jersey Devils. Love them. Hate them. The Ottawa Senators. Couldn't tell you a thing about them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of Canada. And the Dallas Stars. These are are just some... It's like the opposite of the three stars of the week. We're going to give them the business. I love that we're explaining this bit as we're doing it. To ourselves. (laughs) To ourselves and to everyone else. We're trying to make this work because we really want to use a song. (laughs) We really just want to get like DCMA or whatever. Yeah. By, by, I almost said by Abilene. By Haley. I almost said Haley Kiyoko. So. <laughs> oh my god. Haley, uh, you know, Paramore. <laughs> it's Saturday night. Uh, I don't think I have a brain cell left. But uh, so we're we're gonna get it done anyway. So, but one of these teams was supposed to be a little bit better than they have been. Are you talking about the stars? Are you talking about the devils? I'm talking about the fucking devils. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to be significantly better. The devils are so interesting to me because, okay, so their record right now, Mm -hmm. they've gone one. Well, they've gone two now because they beat the Canucks today. Two, four, and two. Yeah, I know. Woohoo. Beat the Canucks. That should count for half. (laughs) You you get like an overtime win. 1.5, four, and two. (laughs) The devils, yeah, like you said... They had some really high expectations going into the season just because of all the transactions that happened during the summer. You know, they traded for P.K. Subban. Taylor Hall is healthy again. Jack Hughes, number one overall draft pick. Um, Nikita Gusev from the KHL came back to the U.S. to play for them. Connor Carrick. (laughs) (laughs) Friend of the pod, Connor Carrick. God bless. Mental Health Monday. (laughs) Um, So they have lost three out of four of their games at home. They got crushed by the Sabres and by the Flyers, Mm -hmm. um, and they got shut out by the Bruins. So it's not a great start. And how many power play goals do they have? Well, now they have one. We're so proud of them. (laughs) I mean, they may have had another today, but I didn't watch the game. I watched them play the Rangers on Thursday night, and that was when they scored their first power play goal of the season. Yes, it was October, like, 16th. (laughs) That to me is the most abysmal like, yeah. stat because it's it's a shared stat with mm-hmm. one of our other misery business winners of the week, which is Ottawa. They also have uh, either one or none power play goals. Good stuff. And that's the thing. What's happening in New Jersey is so rough because, you know, they were supposed to make all these across the board improvement in defense with PK and Nikita Gusev mm-hmm. and their, their forwards with Taylor Hall being healthy again and with Jack Hughes. And the problems that they're having are so across the board. Right. So it goes way beyond special teams. It goes beyond just their defense. Yeah. It's not something that like they can make another transaction to just paper over because it's just, yeah, it's like bone deep within the organization or something. I don't even, I don't know. I haven't been watching Devils games because I love myself, (laughs) but I mean, from everything that I've, from everything that I've read, it just seems like just a lack of cohesiveness between Mm -hmm. on every aspect of everything. It's not just special teams. It's not offense or defense. It's everybody. So now I've seen a lot of people who actually know what they're talking about saying maybe this is an issue of too many new acquisitions, you know, and like how how you blend new additions into a team. I don't know if I buy that, though. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's hard for me not to picture like P.K. Subban walking into a locker room and me immediately being like, I'd die for you, I'd kill for you. 
It's also like these guys are professionals, like they're professional athletes. Right. These are your coworkers. But it's also, I suppose it is a lot of getting used to other people's instincts on the ice, getting used to other people's playing styles. So there's that. I don't I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, we're not getting along in the locker room. That's the issue or anything like that. Right. But I mean, when you bring in five or six or seven new guys, things are going to change no matter what. Exactly. And so to contrast this, <laughs> you know, we have the situation going on in Ottawa right now expectations were in the floor in the ground it was at the core right. of the earth for this team but somehow i still feel like they're somehow still missing expectations their record right now is one four and one i think they played in, they played a night i'm not really sure yeah the the sens kind of took the opposite strategy of the devils by saying okay we were really shit last year and we're gonna need at least one more year before our like hard rebuild kicks in mm-hmm. so at this point it's like are we just tanking to get really high draft picks? Right. I'm not really sure what the strategy is here. And I'm also not sure that they know what the strategy is. Yeah. And I mean, like the issue with all of this, that the issue that comes up with with talking about anything strategy wise in Ottawa is you have to talk about Eugene Melnick. Yeah. And I don't trust him to have no. any sort of ongoing strategy. So like you can say like, yeah, we have a year before our hard, our hard rebuild kicks in. Right. But- I mean, I wouldn't yeah. trust him to literally like water a succulent while I was away on vacation. But to recap, the Sens almost made it to the Stanley Cup final no less than three years ago. I can't believe that. Three years ago. That's This incredible. was a completely different team. You know what was crazy was at the end of last season, somebody posted on Twitter or something like a group photo of everyone from the Sens roster from, mm-hmm. you know, 2016 or whatever. And then like blacked out all the players who are no longer on the team. And there's like, there were like two guys left. It's like from Stalin or something, you know what I mean? So since then, it's just been completely, like, their roster decisions have been completely mismanaged. So they traded Eric Carlson. Well, the reason they had to trade Eric Carlson is because of, like, huge inner team dynamics where Mike Hoffman's girlfriend was threatening Eric Carlson's wife. Instagram bullying her about her miscarriage. Uh, Just normal stuff. I don't think he would have wanted to be traded away. They no, loved, they no. loved and they didn't. And but they also didn't want to pay him at market value. Like they looked around the league and saw that everybody else was getting paid really high, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I don't know if we can do that actually." Hmm. And so then they traded to get Matt Duchesne the summer before that, and then traded him away literally one year later. And he's now been traded twice since then. Right, Mike Hoffman's gone, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and so is Mark Stone, who's like one of the best defensemen in the league. He's now in Vegas, aka Brady Kachuk's second father oh that's right <laughs> left brady alone on the street when he was traded metaphor spiritually yeah <laughs> so yeah now they they're relying on uh, brady kachuk <laughs> the lesser kachuk colin white it's just a bunch of guys just like randomly simulated characters that they're that they're just like rolling stats for and hoping to pull it together i i mean you and i watch a lot of hockey comparatively mm-hmm. <laughs> to the normal u.s adult i couldn't even tell you who their goalie is. And that's not just because I don't pay attention. It's just because like that's how irrelevant they are. Oh, their goalie was the one maybe who I think he got traded from the Canucks last year. The one whose wife is like super tattooed and cool. Oh, He's yeah. really tall. His name's Anders. Anders Nielsen? <gasps> that, that doesn't right? sound right. Hold on. I'ma do some we ha- we a can quick find Google out. search. Yeah. Anders Nilsson. Oh my god. Wow, I'm good. How tall is he? He's a big boy. He's 6'6". Oh, I would like to see it. A long goalie for you. Well, maybe they're going to start winning since they're they're uh-huh. embracing the long goalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's the best the best sign of success 
for the Ottawa Senators is that they recently shut down their search for a head of hockey operations. Who needs it? I think he Honestly, can do Honestly, clear him out. I think Eugene should be able to do it all by himself. He's the GM. He's the coach. He's the head of hockey ops. He's all the scouts. Right. Coming coming to hockey from other sports, like I, I primarily watched college football and NBA, it's pretty common in basketball for the GM and the head of hockey operations or head of basketball operations to be the same person. But I know in the NHL that it's not. And yeah. it historically has not been good when people have tried to do both. And I don't even think that there's an intent to do both here. I no. think that they just don't want to pay another person. I think that they do not want to put another person on staff. Right. And so Katie Baker at The Ringer wrote a really great piece on just the sordid history of Eugene Melnick's business endeavors. It's wild. It is wild. You you should read it. It's an excellent article. And it dovetails a lot with what we've been saying about his reputation for being extremely cheap. He's definitely broke right now. Yes. You know, like, I don't even know... First of all, I don't even know a lot about finances in general. And also, my, I mismanage my finances all the time. How many banks did you go to today, Audrey? Two. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but even I know that, like, Katie Baker says, over the years, Melnick has relied on a daisy chain of loans to finance the senators. The most recent being a $135 million line of refinanced credit announced in the summer of 2018. Even I know that's not good. Right. Who among us has not made bribes to senators? It's universal. Eugene Melnick is 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 in a businessman in the mold of someone like Donald Trump, who has sort of made his reputation on almost like paper clipping himself up in terms of deals to where like he's just shifting around debt. It's all based the time. on nothing. It's based on literally slips of paper. Like he filed for bankruptcy in two thousand three, I think. Yeah. And so the entire organization is basically held in the hands of this miser who is locked in several legal battles, including one for their future stadium. He basically was involved in a redevelopment plan for like the entirety of downtown Ottawa, which as a reminder, is the capital of Canada. <laughs> I have been there. It's actually really beautiful. Like if there if there were better things to do there, I'd like to go again. We actually talked about this last season. That was a really fun episode where I explained property law to yeah, you. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, to sum that up, really... There was going to be an entire new redevelopment based around the state, the new stadium for the Sens, like in downtown Ottawa. And all of a sudden, that is just not going to happen. Like it's completely fallen through. He has no money. Yeah, he. he I would like to see the, the tax return, sir. Well, so the question becomes now because he is operating so plainly like bankrupt. Mm-hmm. What does the league do? I know, and that's the thing. The league has told the press that they are quote feeling fine. <laughs> About Eugene Melnick still being the owner of the Senators. Wait, that's a, that's a, is that a real quote? Yeah. Oh my god. This was a response to Katie's article. Oh my god. We're actually laughing. We're feeling fine about the Senator's owner. Frankly, I think the recent criticism he's receiving from the media is extremely unfair and unjustified. Oh my god. Could you From li- Bill Daly, the NHL's deputy commissioner. Imagine like thinking that. Well, I mean, he probably doesn't even think it, but he's saying it. How hard can you lick the owner's ass? It blows my, again, because I came from watching the NBA where like, you know, the owners still are in charge, but Mm -hmm. the, the league will bring the hammer down. Like Donald Sterling doesn't own the Clippers anymore. But 
Jesus, like have a spine. You're, this is an actively failing NHL franchise. And yeah, you're just going to let I it think happen. it's an original six team. It's, it's weird to me that the league is doing this, especially now that they're dealing with what they're calling an attendance crisis um, right. in Canada, aside from Toronto, basically, that there's a complete drop off in ticket sales to like every Canadian team this year, mostly because probably they're too fucking expensive. And like your average person can't pay $90 for a ticket and then plus $20 for two beers to go to a hockey game. To watch the Senators lose. Yeah, to watch the Senators lose by four. Like you don't want, <laughs> why like, would you want to like do that? That doesn't sound like a fun night to me. <laughs> right. So the fact that they're like, okay, well, this team is failing and we are going to actively continue to support the situation that is setting them up to fail is just kind of par for the course for the NHL, I guess. But people are starting to say maybe that Melnick is hinting at maybe putting the team up for sale. Well, if he's hinting that, then I'm going to state for the record right here, Puck Bunny's LLC is hinting at acquiring bidding on the Ottawa Senators uh and I just would like to let the citizens of Ottawa know thank you thank you so much thank you so much for your time and dedication your support we will be moving it we will be moving it we will be moving it to Kansas City we will be moving it to Kansas City because that's where dreams come true it's probably cheaper probably cheaper I think a lot of people will like it and you know what you just don't deserve it anymore you let this happen so I'm really excited for our future as uh, owners of the Kansas City City Senators. It kind of doesn't sound that bad. Kansas City Senators. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to rename it. I think that sounds cool. I love this for us. Do you want to talk about stars? I will very briefly fill you guys in on my just existential existential anguish. I tried Christina to has been really going through it this week, and I think it's because she's finally understanding what being a true sports fan means, which is sitting and watching your team absolutely suck shit Mm -hmm. and not being able to do anything about it. Yeah, like I'm so like fucked up about this that I just tried to combine the words existential and angst (laughs) to make one word. I I mean, like, it's just so God. Oh my (laughs) God. Like I just, I just DM'd Audrey today. This is how how it feels. How do I enjoy this if it's just like not even fun to watch? Because not even that they're losing, but it's just like they're losing so badly and so stupidly. And you, despite it all, like you just can't let go. I can't because I care. Here's okay, okay. So they have won one game and they have dropped all the others. So they're in a five-game losing skid, as they say. Well, they're playing the Flyers tonight, so anything could happen. Uh, I, okay, well, uh, they're playing the Flyers right now. So, oh, oh, let's Jesus check the Christ. score. Stars 2, Flyers 1. We love see? to see it. See? Power play goal. Uh, Lindell. Tippin. But anyway, so they've lost, uh, so like they're, they're in a pretty, pretty steep losing skid right now. And the thing that, so if they lose tonight and then they lose to the Senators on Monday, it's going to Oh, be, that'll be a fun game. We should watch that. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Just like chewing off my fingers. If it gets to the point where they have lost uh, like 10 in a row, I think someone, I think someone's going to get fired. And I'm honestly, I'm kind of surprised that no one's been fired yet. Coaches have been fired for less. I mean, I think, I think Montgomery should be fired already, but I, and I've also just been, I really like the guy who does the athletic articles on the stars, like their beat reporter. Yeah. Because he really reflects my level of concern Mm -hmm. because he also seems like he's like freaking out. And I'm like, thank you for uh, matching my level of worry. (laughs) We're like shame spiraling down with this team. And like, he made a really great point and it sucks that after having an extremely strong showing in the uh, West Coast uh, Stanley Cup Finals, 
in the playoffs is what I meant to say. We got there. Yeah, we got there. And the fact that the Winter Classic is going to be here this winter. Oh, yeah. It sucks that they're basically just dropping out of contention for anything. What I'd be interested to see is, so when they went on the whole fucking horse shit losing skid last winter, right before the All-Star break, I'd be interested to see how, let's actually look how many games they lost during that and whether we've already surpassed it. While you're looking that up, I do think it's a little bit different because at that point he could pinpoint it to his two most highest paid players. Right. Well, it was just like the top line isn't performing how it should be. Right. This is everyone. And they're putting out like just insane lines. And I know they're trying to just make something happen, but it's just... (sighs) Kadobin had this like really great quote where he was basically just like, yeah, it fucking sucks that we keep losing. I guess we're just going to play again because like what else can we do? we have to change something. There's nothing else we can do. I was reading it at two in the morning and I was just like, wow, it really do be like that. So by the time those comments, he made those comments, they were 19, 16, and three. And that was the end of December. So I mean, I would say that it's a worse position now. Again, there's a certain amount of psychology that goes into whether or not you start off the season well, you know, just in terms of staying motivated. That's the thing about the Devils too, is that it has to be kind of demoralizing for all these young guys who come in from last season when it was Mm -hmm. so, so, so bad when Taylor Hall was injured and out for like eight months. It was just like, okay, the beginning of the season, maybe this is going to be something. And then all of a sudden it was just the latter 85% of the season, we're just trying to get the best draft pick that we can. And then you go out for the summer with all this hope and you pick up so much talent and then you come in and you drop your first four games. I feel for all of them. And I feel for a lot of the, and and like, that's the thing about the Devils and the Stars is both of them have a ton of really really talented young guys. Mm Mm-hmm. The stars have just an entire hostel of Finnish teenagers. An international hostel of backpacking (laughs) Finnish teens. And I love them all so much. And I swear to God, I'm like tearing up right now because I'm thinking (laughs) about like how sad they probably are that they're not winning. Why isn't Nero on the power play one? Okay, we have to talk about something else. I I can't get this emotional. I'm like, do you want to answer some calls? Would that be nice? Okay. Hello. I'm not sure how timely this is, but I would love to hear your thoughts on Carter Hart. And how cute he is in your professional opinions. This is a pro Carter Hart podcast. I mean, it's firmly pro Carter Hart. I will say that he is too young for me to consider cute. So I'm outie on that question. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, 19? He's 21. He's 21. Oh. He's a Leo. Uh, I think he's, he's much too young for me to think that he's attractive. I also don't think he's like filled out his whole face yet. No, he's a child. But he has great hair. And so he's there the baby I of see the, the potential. Baby of the year. That is how I feel about him. I feel very tenderly about him. I mean, I feel tenderly about him also because, like, Braden Holtby and he are mentor and mentee, and I think that's very cute. I hope he does great. I like his scary... He's got, like, a Venom mask this year. Ooh, spicy. have never seen a comic book movie, but it looks cool. So, um, <laughs> good luck, Carter. <laughs> good luck. Good luck against the stars tonight, but not that much. <laughs> Here's another text... Specifically for you. It's for me. Idea. A segment where Christina compares her favorite hockey players to Civ leaders. Wow. Thank you so much. This is a very timely uh, text since I just tweeted like a lot about Grand Strategy Games this morning. What is this about? You don't know what the game Civ is? No. 
It's a very fucking popular. G- okay, all right. Let me. Okay, so it's a series of games by by Sid Meier, okay. where you. It's a so it's called a grand strategy game. So like you don't. It's not like first person. It's basically like you just see a big map and uh, you play as a civilization. So these are like civilizations from all time. So like you could be like the Aztecs or you could be England. Okay. And so the goal is is you you want to win in a certain way. So you can have like a culture victory. Or you can have a military victory. You can have a diplomatic victory, which is weak shit. A culture victory where you like spread christianity over the actually yes world. you there's like downloadable or deluxe content where you can like use your religion to spread. well i don't like that very much um anyway it's like one of my favorite games uh it's really great if you are looking to get into the grand strategy world and want to like just start out small since it's kind of baby shit but uh so i love this question though and i do have i made a little notes notes app <laughs> i'm ready See, these are some of my favorite Civ leaders and also some of my favorite hockey players. So I, what I, how I did this was, I didn't do all, there's like 30 of them. I only did five. Okay, your top five. Audrey like looks visibly relieved <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I, I organized them by uh, the special ability of the civilization. So the mm. first one I have is uh, Maria Teresa, who was Austria, and her special power was diplomatic marriage. So like in the game, that means she could just buy city-states to be part of her territory. But in hockey world, I would say that Connor Carrick is Maria Teresa, since he is the backroom deals boss yes. of the New Jersey Devils. So for Denmark, who's the civ leader is Harold Bluetooth, I think. Mm-hmm. So their special power is Viking Fury. <laughs> And that gives you the ability to like move a little bit faster on the ice. And also you can move again after you take a melee hit whenever you're attacking. You uh-huh. like hate me so much right now. Uh, obviously that's Eric Carlson. Yeah, uh, obviously. No, he's very so fast. Uh, and then Catherine, Catherine the Great of Russia, Siberian riches. You get like double uranium or whatever. Obviously Ovechkin. Yeah, obviously. Matsuzuma is like sacrificial captive, so you can. This like, game is racist. It's awesome. So like, if uh, in the game, if you kill for every person you kill, you get culture points. Oh my god! Isn't it so good? I love how it's like Montezuma, leader of the Aztecs. Like the Aztecs were known for their engineering and like. Okay, can you just like calm down? Incredible use of technology, and they're like, oh, they also did human sacrifice, so that's where we're gonna make it's this a about game? In the game. Can you just not like PC PC check me on our hockey podcast? I'm physically incapable of not. <laughs> okay, well now that now that you've made your comment, I'll tell you who the Montezuma of the NHL is. So it's clearly Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can imagine him just like powering up every time he like punched someone or like he leveled up. Did you see him? Um, I think when they were playing the Sens a couple nights ago, he got in a fight with some random, again, teen who plays for the Senators and was just like laughing the entire time. They broke him up and he was just cackling. He looked like he had just been like out for a walk in the park. He sat in the box. He was laughing. I was like, that is the attitude that I wish to carry with me all the time. So thank you so much for that question. I'm going to read you the next text. Uh, Hi, Audrey. Hi, Christina. We hear about the players a lot, but who are the hot coaches? Some pictures of Colleton, who's the coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, are good, but he seems a bit square. Also seems cheap, just to take the youngest. Am (laughs) I wrong to think uh, Coach Q could be up there? I think Q could get it. Not personally me right now, but like he's a good looking dude. He looks like he's got that old man strength. Um, so this text is kind of problematic because it does not start off with Rod Brindamore. Yeah. If you're contacting us about ranking hot coaches and you're not mentioning Rod the Bod. 
I question your judgment. I question your reason for asking this question. I question everything about your motives. You. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, fraud, obviously. Also, um, the Rangers coach is really hot. David Quinn has got those eyes. I'm kind of into Jared Bednar, who's the the abs coach. Oh, yeah, there we go. He's again, he's got that like, oh my god, I bet he was. Oh no, I, I bet he was hot as fuck. Yeah, he's got a mullet. It's daddy. Really good. Oh yeah, this is like all very okay. So you know how we discussed uh, Justin Williams is like hot dad vibe. Mm-hmm. So he also has that, but it's like when you go over to your really rich friend's house mm-hmm. and you can kind of see her dad in his home office with his uh his shirt sleeves kind of rolled up. He's obviously taking an important call and like, oh no, like I need you to help. Okay, all right. Normal, all right. normal segment. <laughs> Hi bunnies, this is Joanna, second time, long time. I have a question. Um, Edmonton Oilers, good question mark. Uh, yeah. So just a disclaimer: not from Canada, not from Edmonton. Do not care. Just curious about the hot takes. And Christina, can I get a Go Gators in the chat? All right, bye. I'll hang up and listen. No, you may not. <laughs> I hate the Florida Gators. Uh, one of one of the head coaches from UT went to coach there a couple many years ago and so i've never gotten over that anyway so no i will no gators get gone gators bad gators go back to the swamp that's right uh edmonton oilers edmonton oilers hot start not good yeah i mean that's the whole problem right i mean who have they even played so far it just sucks because like the western conference is so uneven they are first in the pacific right now which again does that mean anything TBD. They're seven one oh right now. Yeah, I'm looking at who they played. They played the the Kings. Uh, they played the Devils. They played the Ranger. They haven't played anybody good. The only the only team they they played that has been good is the Flames. Right. And the Flames beat them. And again, the thing with the Oilers is that yeah, they're winning right now because Connor McDavid is playing like 27 minutes a night. Him and Leon Dreisaitl are playing. Them combined are carrying the entire team. It's almost incredible to watch. So yeah, they're going to be great as long as neither of them get injured and their goalie is fine. Um, So that is not going to last at all. It's not realistic. Uh, I do feel like we do need to eat a little bit of shit from this take that we had last week about the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, so last week on the podcast, someone called in basically asking the same question about Buffalo. And we were both like, they won three games. I'm still not sold. I mean, I'm not. I It's, again, October hockey is fake. I can't get on board unless you've played like a full month schedule without eating shit or injuring one of your star players. Okay, I don't think that we need to like definitively say like they're good. I think we do need to take it like a spoonful. Of it's shit. surprising, yes, absolutely. So we're taking our spoonful of shit, all Buffalo Sabres fans. But sorry. also, maybe if we keep managing our expectations about them and kind of like nagging them, they'll do good. Okay, so we're taking the shit, and we're also saying you also it's have just a bite. October. Yeah, <laughs> it's just October. Like, calm down. Yeah, whatever. Call me in November when you've won some good ones. But also, continued shout out to James Neal on the Oilers, who is still out there lighting it up. Apparently, he used to be really good. Yeah, he did when he was when he played for Vegas. Right, he was like a thirty percent shooter or uh-huh. something like that. Went back down to twelve percent. But now that he's playing with like he's playing on like the top line with Connor McDavid, shocker! Yeah, he's really good. I mean, and that is something that like I really appreciate about Connor McDavid as a player is that he's so good that he makes everyone else on his line look amazing. 
that's how you can tell that's like, like an actual that is the only town. reason why the oilers have not yet been relegated to the uh echl so i really do think that like a relegation scheme in the nhl would rock it would whip ass that would be so cool like soccer like the premier league isn't that what they do yeah the, the bottom team like gets relegated every year and like you lose a ton of money <laughs> That's Can awesome. you imagine how much that would rock? And then you and then you could have like uh, AHL teams coming up. This circles back to the Sens because Eugene Melnick would tank his team every year because he would want to save money by having them relegated. It would also probably just be like less expensive to run an ECHL team than an NHL team. So bring relegation to the NHL. <laughs> we need it. We need the big chaos. Um, okay. Hi, Puck Bunnies. Kind of new listener, but love the pod from South Florida. Um, go Gators. Just wanted to shed Stop. some light on a fast-growing nickname down here in Panthers Nation after last episode's discussion of NHL nickname creativity or the lack thereof. I submit Evgeny Daddy. Dadanov? Dadanov. <laughs> <laughs> it may just be adding Y to the end of his name. Be that as it may, they're actually calling him Daddy on telecasts. And now he's on the first line and on fire. So Daddy Nation is steadily growing here in the hockey capital of Florida. Yeah, that's right, Tampa. I said it. Anyway, I thought Puck Bunnies was the most appropriate platform to get this developing story the national coverage it deserves. That's awful. No, I love it. Daddy Nation is so good. It's so gross. It's cute. It's so bad that it comes all the way back around to being good. How do you get a name like Dadanov? I guess someone's name was Dad. And Being then born son in of Russia, I, I guess. I'm sure it's also completely butchered pronunciation in English. So mm-hmm. um, that's good. That's a good nickname. Thank you, Mitch. Go Panthers. I miss you, Brett Connolly. Oh, no. Who writes most of the tweets on the at PuckBunnies underscore pod Twitter account? Every time a tweet is questionable grammar slash capitalization, which is a lot of them, I read it in Christina's voice. Okay. Well. First of all. Would you like to address this? Um, I will say one of us was an English major and one of us was not. And it's me. I was an English major. Okay. Yes. The tweets with all like the grammar errors are mine. <laughs> Obviously, Audrey would never put anything out that she didn't find up to her editorial standards. But I'm trying, I'm trying to like connect with the youth. Yeah, exactly. And the youth can't spell, so that's why I do that. We're gonna yeah, get on I TikTok next. I mean, I, think, I feel like we pretty evenly split posting. No, I think Twitter. you post a lot more on the Twitter than I do. That's why it's awful. <laughs> no, it's good. It's so good. I'll I'll get like super suited at like 1 a.m. Be like, all right, time to make a label meme that Audrey is going to get very pissed at tomorrow. All right. Here is a text that I think we're probably going to have to cover once a season every year until we die. Connor McDavid, hot or not? Ah. Here's the thing about Connor. Is he sometimes? Is he attractive? No. Is he interesting? Yes. Yes. Like, I would like to go on a date with him. The suffering is appealing. Yes. Because who amongst us hasn't been through just day after day of existential dread where everybody is letting you down constantly? Right. Like, I feel like we would have a lot to talk about because I'm also depressed. And so we could talk about being depressed. And that's like a really good first date topic for me Mm -hmm. in experience, like talking about my mental illness, like explicitly. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to hang out with him. I, would I pro- Yeah, I probably would. Yeah I, yeah, I would hook up with Connor McDavid. Yeah, okay. It's, it's still a soft no from me, but that's also because I'm just not really into um, people with the same exact coloring that I have. That's what I was like, thinking, Like, he would actually. look like my brother. 
He looks like you. Yeah. Well, now that I'm, he looks like you, I actually do think he's he's really hot. <laughs> okay. Hey, Puck Bunnies. I'm trying to get more into hockey, and the Blackhawks are my local team, but I can't really support them unless they do some uh, rebranding. Huh, not sure what you mean. Who should I root for in the meantime? Do not say the stars. I'll be dead before I follow a team from Texas. Okay, calm down, first of all. Because uh, I was going to say the stars, but oh, whatever. Um, so I will say as someone who is from Chicago, not from, I live in Chicago, and like, you're just, if you like hockey, you're going to be ending up going to like a lot of Blackhawks games. And it's hard not to like, sort of find affection for a team that like you're going to see games for all the time maybe um if you're looking for a chicago based team may i uh suggest the chicago wolves the ahl team that is the uh i think they are the affiliate of the golden knights so you could do that there's an alternate option but i would also just like to say that like if you look really hard you can find like shirts that aren't racist (laughs) yeah like this summer i specifically looked for days to find a non-racist blackhawk sweater Mm -hmm. that i could wear and i found one uh so if you could just really bury down the part of yourself that like cares or not i would say the abs the abs are a good safe bet for a fun team that is uh not problematic or may i suggest the arizona coyotes a team that has uh Native American inspired branding, but in a way that where they actually consulted with tribes and leaders and sorry, the cat is on the keyboard and <laughs> did did their team logo and stuff in a uh, respectful way. Then they look sick. Yeah. I would say Avs, Coyotes are good. I'm trying to think of like more teams in the Flames, Midwest. Flames, Blues. Honestly, Red Wings, maybe? It all, again, depends on the level of suffering that you want to right. partake in. Just let us know how, how much you want to suffer, and then we can, like, help you out a little bit more. Well, um, that's all I've got for this week. Are you excited for the game tomorrow? I'm so excited. You excited to see TJ? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to wear your jersey? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm of so course. excited for you. Sorry. Stop meowing at me. She wants to post. She wants to be held, but she also wants to scream the entire time. That is extremely relatable. Gemini ass. I would love to be held and scream at the same time. I've been repeating the phrase Cape Cod Capo Capo. Capo Capo. Yeah, in my head for like the last three days. Like I really, I I wish I hadn't made that. No. (laughs) Well, Christina, thanks for hanging out with me on a Saturday night. I would, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than in the room with you right now. Jewels up. Jewels up. For the teens. Jewels up for the teens. You can call in with your questions or comments or concerns or like if you need advice, actually maybe go somewhere else. Uh, For next week's episode, you can call us at 774-318-6952. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or on um, other things that require rating. I'm not really familiar with. Review us on Yelp. (laughs) Review Puck Bunnies on Yelp. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod, or you can follow us on Instagram at PuckBunniesPod. And if you like this, you and if you love this, and if you want some more of it, I have to recommend that you subscribe to our Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. Uh, as you know, PuckBunnies Pod is a proud supporter of charity. So this month, and all activism, <laughs> Charity and, and activism. activism, and the cause of the month is me. <laughs> so the uh, all Patreon donations for the uh, foreseeable future will be going to Audrey Bowler's just kidding. therapy it's just one and month, moving guys. fund. Yeah, it's all good. Do you want to like go watch some hockey together now? Yeah, I would love to. If you get on a plane right now, you'll be here in like two and a half hours. God. Okay, fine. Okay, I gotta get off the podcast now. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Puck Bunnies. We'll see you guys next week. 
Bye. Bye. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.